and welcome to Lionhearted Marketing. This is a podcast for bold businesses who are ready to go from a slightly scattergun marketing approach to connecting everything they're doing to create joyful, repeatable customer journeys that build connection and consistently convert new clients. That's called a funnel, if you fancy. If you have that nagging feeling, you should have more of a grasp on your marketing, more of a plan, more of a system to support your pretty successful business, you're in the right place. This isn't about trying loads of new strategies. It's about taking what you've got and making the most of it. I'm Sophie, your host, self-confessed tea superfan, marketing strategist, and funnels, or joyful journeys, as I like to call them, demystifier. Join me every Tuesday for my lion-hearted approach to marketing to help you navigate those big moves, stay focused on your goals, and ultimately take your business to the next level. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Lionhearted Marketing. Now this week I'm going to be talking all about growing a team. Now I'm not an expert in this by any means and I do hope to get more of a specialist on the podcast um, at some point soon. However, I wanted to talk about this today because it probably is one of the biggest topics I talk to my clients about. I'm more often than not after we get off a call, I will send them over details of my VA or a social media manager or So often they need some level of support as they're scaling their business. Also, the courses I'm in, the masterminds I do, often the questions and the things we talk about is, you know, how do we manage a team? How do I actually create a team that takes um, the weight off of me rather than adding another level of admin or stress or organization? It's just something I find myself talking about a lot. And I have had lots of different experiences growing a team. It's something I've actually really struggled with. I found it one of the most challenging parts of my business, actually, which came as quite a surprise to me because in my pre-kids corporate life, I loved having a team. It was something I was actually really good at. Probably a couple of years into my corporate job, I became a people manager, had a team of six, really loved nurturing them, kind of creating that bigger picture vision that they kind of went off and then implemented. By the time I left that job to have Eliza, my eldest, I had a team of 350. I love team management and I love being part of a team. And the bigger picture, strategic thinking, you know, getting people together, creating a vision, and then helping them bring that vision to life, unblocking issues for them. That's what I really thrive on. And to be honest, when I started my own business, I really struggled with the fact that I not only had to do all of that, but then I had to sort of do the doing, implement it all keep it consistent, create structure, create processes. That, like to do the end to end, I think actually is really hard for most people. Because I think whether you love the detail and you're almost the opposite of that to me, you know, you love the detail, you love the consistency, you love creating a plan. Like some of my incredible team I now work with, often it's then really hard for you to do the other end and the bit that I really love. So I do think when you start your own business, especially when you've come from a corporate background, it can feel really hard that you're suddenly doing all the things And even just, not even just from a growing a team perspective, but just in my corporate career, you know, there were so many different teams and it was broken down into tiny, tiny little segments. So you were responsible for a very thin slither of a very big pie. And then suddenly you start working for yourself and you're responsible for a very small pie, but all of the pie. That was such a big transition for me. It took me quite a long time, to be honest, to to get my head around that. So once I kind of got my head around uh, managing all of the pie, I really, really struggled to find clear guidance on growing a team and 
even just about other people's experiences, to be honest. Like often you're asking groups like, oh, I think, yeah, I think I might need a VA. And like loads of people say, oh, my VA is good or I, I love my VA. But I think it's such a personal thing about what you want help with and how you want help. And, and really working with someone that understands your style and how you work as well, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about later because that's been quite a massive thing for me more recently as well. So I guess taking a little bit of a step back, I started my business back in um, 2017. And for a long time, I just did it all on my own. I couldn't even imagine having a VA taking anyone on. But as my business grew a little bit, in Christmas 2021, I wrote on my vision for 2022 that I wanted to feel part of a team. Um, and I've talked about this on previous episodes as well. I felt really lonely at that point in my business. I was managing a lot of client accounts and there wasn't a huge amount of interaction between me and the clients over the month. So, you know, we'd have a monthly check-in, but other than that, I got on with my job. And that was a real benefit in a lot of ways because it went, I was so flexible. I was really lonely. And I think in hindsight, I was probably getting to a point where my business wasn't really for the kids anymore. So I, I loved the fact that it was so flexible for a really long time, for a good couple of years. I, when I had my second baby, Ottilie, in 2020. Um, it was amazing that I could run that whole business around her and be so flexible. I think by 2022, I was at a point where actually she was really settled at nursery. My eldest Eliza was at school. And I felt like, okay, I really needed to find a way for this business to kind of feel energizing and fun and like it was giving me what I needed as well as what my family and what my kids needed and how I kind of wanted to be there for them. So at the beginning of 2022, I made this really strong intention for the year to create a feeling of having a team around me. And I knew that I wasn't at a point where I was suddenly going to get a load of people in. But I kept thinking to myself, how can I create this feeling of a team, even if it's not necessarily huge? So what I actually ended up doing was creating a women's networking group locally to me with two other incredible women. And we had events in the evenings and the daytimes, and I started to build more of a local network around me feeling like part of a team that was a little bit closer to home and I then also started pivoting to training and I talk a lot more about this in other episodes of the podcast but making that move from just doing monthly support to more training was such a big um, shift for me um, and it's something I've really lent into the last couple of years and has made a huge difference in my business as well because training and helping other people learn and grow is such a huge um, passion of mine and then finally I did dabble in getting some support for my business so of the advice I did here, it was things like, you need to get a VA before you actually need one, or I finally got a VA and wished I'd got her like six months ago. So I thought, okay, that's totally logical. Get rid of the admin, get rid of the stuff that doesn't add you know, value to the business, the stuff that's repetitive. So I started working with a VA. And actually, do you know what? I've worked with quite a few VAs over the years now. And do you know what? I've really, really, really struggled. It's never felt easy and like it's releasing t much time from my business. And I won't go into each of the different like VA experiences because I think, to be honest, the biggest thing that I want to share is that it wasn't them. It was me. I wasn't really ready for a VA. And everyone can tell you that you need to get one before you're ready. But it is a hell of a learning curve if you are nowhere near ready for a VA. And I don't mean financially or, you know, within the business. What I actually mean is really settling on what you want to offer and how you want to offer it and and processes that become repeatable in your business 
because I was just transitioning from management to training, I was testing out lots and lots of different ways of working with clients. I was testing different training offers. I was testing different small group programs. I was being really dynamic in my business, which I love. But what that means is there's not a huge amount of stability and there's not a set process or way of doing things. So I couldn't say like, right, when we take on a client, you know, this happens and this happens and this happens and I need you to take over from there. Actually, what I was saying is, oh, well, I've actually started working with this client in a slightly different way and and that client is is actually separate. Oh, and I've actually agreed to something else with that client and it was really, really messy. It felt like it needed a lot of input from me because I was agreeing to all these different things. Now, some people might say, well, you know, you should set out your services and you should just offer what you offer and that's just it. And you shouldn't create different things for different clients. And that's that's all very well. But frankly, I was just at a point where I just wanted to see what kind of results I got with different ways of working with clients. It was just a real period of testing for me. Um, I was also building up to launching my group program, which I did towards the end of the year. Everything was just so new for me. I didn't feel like I could hand over anything because nothing felt particularly repeatable at this point. So I did work with a few different VAs and I just couldn't work out why I was finding it so hard when everyone else seemed to be finding it like, okay, but it just wasn't really working for me. But over the last year or so, I've done a lot of work on my business, on myself, and I've now realized why it wasn't really working and that actually I was probably looking for the wrong thing. So for the rest of this episode, I thought I'd just break down what was it that wasn't working, um, what made me kind of realize that and then change my approach and then how and why I've grown my team to where it is today. So I've done a huge amount of work on myself in August last year. So at this point where I was really kind of feeling overwhelmed, but just really struggling to outsource and find like the right way or people to work with. I also got diagnosed with ADHD. And that's really made me think a lot about how my brain works and then how that actually impacts and feeds into my business, both with my psychotherapist, who is the one that diagnosed me, but also with ADHD coaches, business mentors who specialize in working with women with ADHD. That was really important to me to understand, not just from a personal and a home life side about how I can manage my ADHD better, but also like how I can take my huge strengths that come from ADHD into my business. And also support my areas of sort of blindness or the areas that I struggle. So that was really, really massive. Understanding my ADHD and also understanding then how it can impact my business. For me, what I've learned is that I hugely capable of taking on a lot of information in quite a small amount of time. I, my brain works incredibly fast, and I can get done in a morning what most people will probably take a couple of days. When I get into my hyper-focus zone, I can achieve incredible things. My brain is very good with numbers. I I really enjoy learning new systems and setting them up. I don't, don't enjoy maintaining them, but that's a different story. So what I am really good at is being a generalist and learning lots of systems and being pretty capable across the operation side of my business. So what I've done a huge amount of this year is set up automation in my business because I know that once I set them up, I can then have them running and I'm not relying on anybody else. So that was my first thing that I did when I kind of really dug into it is that actually for what I was using personally, what I was using a VA for, a lot of that could be automated. I did get some support 
So some more of ad hoc support. So what I've realized for me is that working with someone on like an ad hoc basis or for a very specific thing works really well. So um, getting someone to set up my Dubsado for my onboarding process, for example, that is incredibly useful because for me, automation is really, really key to my whole business. Now, this idea of getting specific support on things is something that kind of really came to the front of my consciousness when I went to a day on ADHD back in April. Now, I had Hannah Miller, who was co-hosting that day um, on the podcast um, a while ago. So definitely dig out that episode if you're interested in understanding your strengths and kind of how you then work best, because what she does and how she works is incredible. And there was this analogy that has really, really stuck with me. And to be honest, it shaped my whole kind of growing a team ethos. Essentially, what she talks about is that when we're at school and our whole lives, we're brought up to believe that we should be really rounded. So if there are things that we're not very good at, then we should work hard and improve ourselves rather than focus solely on the things that we're good at and then have deficits of things we're not so good at. And it's really interesting because that's what we really encourage our children to do. You know, oh, you're struggling with maths. Well, let's get you some extra support. Let's get you a tutor. Now, the approach we were talking more about, and I'm not necessarily saying that this is right or wrong, but it's just a different view on it, is actually, if you're really good at English, let's get you a tutor in English. Let's help you excel at something that you love and are really, really good at. Let's give you that huge strength and superpower going forward. Anyway, really stuck with me. So the way we talked about this was instead of being a circle and being rounded and good at everything and very kind of even and smooth, actually what most people are is a star where you've got these spikes of things that you're really good at and then like low points, if you like, um, of things that you're not so good at. And the key for me and what really transformed my whole view of it was that I was trying to be a circle and then I was trying to get like a smaller circle to fit inside my circle. So two generalists. I was trying to kind of cover everything and then get someone to come in and sort of cover what I was doing on top of it. And the problem was, is that because I'm pretty competent and I I quite enjoy a lot of the ops side of stuff, I ended up just getting frustrated that nobody was ever taking what I'd done and taking it to the next level. What I realized was, is that I really needed to embrace my strengths and what I was really, really good at and what I loved doing that gave me energy, so my star, and then get other people in to fill in the triangles between the star spokes. Now, I started off doing that with like ad hoc people. So someone coming in to do my Dubsado. When I had my rebrand, I worked with a graphic designer. I worked with a, I worked with a website developer, but actually I worked with her for one day she created three to four pages for me on my website and then I've been able to take that forward. So rather than throwing the baby out with the bathwater, because actually I had a really good website, it just needed re sort of skinning with my new branding, is how can I get this specialist to help me move faster and do what I can't do? So the graphic design, the website development, like the, the branding side of it, the Dubsado, all stuff I didn't have the knowledge of and I needed people with that specialist knowledge to take me forward. So that's what I've really learned is that I work best when I'm working with specialists who are focusing in on a really small area of of what I either don't want to do or can't do or just really want their focus and knowledge and expertise on. So that's essentially where I got to after that ADHD day. And it was such a huge light bulb moment for me. I can't tell you. 
Now, I should say as well, in hindsight, I actually already had been getting specific support and I hadn't really clocked it. I've always had an accountant because I have a just huge fear that I am going to totally muck up my finances and at some point get myself into an issue with the tax man or something. So um, I've always had an accountant, again, specific support. So since I've been doing the podcast, which is nearly 18 months now, I've always worked with a VA on getting these out because <laughs> I can't even tell you what goes on in the background to get one of these out, but it's a lot. So again, specific support that I hadn't really clocked was that's why it was working so well for me. So I was already doing it. I just didn't really realize. Um, and, and I think as well, it just everywhere I looked, people had general VAs and it just felt like, oh, well, that obviously is the next thing that everybody else is doing. So I, sh I probably need it. I, that's what I should be doing. But also, I didn't really know what the alternative was. What else would be a good option for me to outsource? Over summer, I really took a step back and started to speak to the people I'm in my mastermind with, coaches, even just on Instagram, asking, you know, people who I'm chatting to in the DMs, like, well, how do you structure your team? What does your VA do for you? Or like, how does it work? And what I ended up doing was kind of brain dumping everything I wanted outsourced. What was taking up the most time? What, I, what was automated and what could I automate? What did I want to outsource? And then what did I want to continue doing myself? And when I got to this point, what I realized was with my VA going on that leave and not doing my social media graphics anymore, social media was becoming a huge pain point for me. I had every intention every week of posting consistently. And every week it just didn't happen. I just couldn't find the time or headspace to to post on Instagram in particular. And and I for a while I thought it was a mindset issue. I think what happened was with the almost burnout of the summer, I had got to a point where I was like, I'm not working evenings, I'm not working weekends, and actually I'm just going to focus on like the critical things. And I just realized that social media just never felt into something that felt critical, which don't get me wrong, as a former social media manager and ads expert I know that I need to be posting regularly but I just couldn't fit it in and so I decided that that is the first thing I wanted to outsource was my social media so I found myself turning really to my network who else you know is using a social media manager have we got any recommendations you know what I'm looking for is specifically probably Instagram support at the moment and actually what I found was an amazing social media manager who also works with other clients who also that was actually a really big thing is that working with somebody who understood the challenges I had the way that I worked things I would find difficult things that she could help me with and also things I'd be really good at so that uh, was the first person I started working with and the way that we work means that when she works doesn't really matter to me and I've realized that this is something that I didn't take into account enough when I was thinking about VA so for my social media manager, the key really is that she understands my business. She understands not Facebook ads specifically, but more sort of the coaching, training, onboarding to group programs, one-to-ones, the high ticket services. And that was really important to me, like the style that I wanted to use. Also that she was really good at graphics. That was really important to me because obviously I've just had my branding and I wanted someone to be able to take that on and really kind of develop it. So that's worked really well. The next thing I moved on to was a VA uh, because I was like, right, come on, Sophie. Yeah, now that you've got your social media sorted, there's still lots of admin that you're doing that you need to kind of get off your plate. Because all of my systems are set up pretty much in Dubsado. 
And so I needed someone that was pretty confident with Dubsado, but I already had everything built out, all my workflows built out. I, I didn't really need someone who was a Dubsado specialist because often what I found was that people who are Dubsado specialists only do Dubsado. And that's really not what I needed um, because I use loads and loads of different systems. And on that point, I use loads and loads of different systems. So I need someone who's pretty confident picking up systems, learning them themselves if they don't already use them, but also understand lots of different systems. So that was really my criteria when I went into looking for a VA. And also in my head, you know, I like working with women. I like working with, you know, with people who have kids. Like, you know, that would probably be great as well because, you know, they understand the juggle and everything. So I found someone on Instagram um, and she was really, really lovely. And we started working together early August. Then it came to sort of mid, mid to late August and she sent an email saying, that in September, her children's nursery and school was changing. And so what she was doing was changing the way she worked. And it wasn't until I read her email that I realized how important some things were to me that I hadn't even known that were important to me. So when I started working with her, she worked four days a week, nine till two. And that was great. And then we'd set out our weekly, monthly tasks. And then I would send her like ad hoc stuff and she would do it over the week. And what her change was, which is obviously totally within her right and totally, I totally support the fact that she was changing her business to work for her. But what she was changing it to was working three days a week. So Tuesday to Thursday and nine till four, so slightly longer. And then she would only be doing my work on a Tuesday. Now, for me, that just doesn't work. And I realized the reason it doesn't work is, well, A, I don't work Fridays. So when I'm thinking about my team, I actually quite want someone who works Fridays. The second thing was I love the idea of being incredibly organized and getting everything over to her for her, my time slot on a Tuesday. But the reality is that's probably not going to happen. And I could feel that that was going to add extra stress on me. It wasn't going to take stress away. It wasn't going to feel easy. It wasn't going to feel like, oh, this is like taking such a weight off my mind. It was going to feel like, God, I'm going to have to make sure that I've got everything to her for a Tuesday. And then I think my biggest concern was, but what if something comes in? Like, what if I need a client onboarding and it comes in on a Wednesday morning? Like, it's not the end of the world if that happens on a, you know, a Thursday afternoon, but I can't wait all the way to a Tuesday. And that's what my real issue was. So I got this email and I felt this like, oh God, I, I don't think that's going to work for me. And what was so interesting for me, and this was a massive light bulb moment for me, but my immediate thought was, oh, well, maybe this is just what, this is just the way VAs work. Maybe this is normal. Maybe this is what everybody else does. Maybe I just need to get on board with it. So I messaged my coach and posted in my mastermind group and said like, oh, like, how do you guys work with your VAs? Or is this normal? Maybe I just need to suck it up, basically. Like, maybe this just is how it has to be. And then I don't really, I don't know what happened, but at some point, Maybe somebody said something or I don't know. I just had this moment of like, Sophie, you are running, you are running your business and you get to decide what support you want and how you want it. Now, it might be that allocating a time to do your work once a week is normal. It might be that a lot of VAs work part time and, and a lot don't work Fridays. But that doesn't mean that every VA does that. And it certainly doesn't mean that you have to settle for it. Like, I think still going through this transition of seeing myself as like separate to the business as a CEO. So actually, I just had this massive moment of 
I can get whatever support I need. And that doesn't have to just be based on someone else's business. I can find someone who is happy as part of their business to offer me what I need. I think it's a bit of a boundaries thing as well. Like I like to please people. I just started with this woman. She was really, really lovely. I really enjoyed working with her. And it was a real shame. I was like, oh, maybe I can make it work. Actually, no. As a as the CEO of my business, I need to be really clear on what I need and how I need it and not just go with what works for other people. And I just think in hindsight, that's what I've done a lot is try to work into other people's systems and approaches and not thought really about what do I need and what does my business need. So I spoke to her and we had a lovely conversation and, you know, we parted ways and that was fine. But I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of back to the beginning again. So I then took myself back to this star analogy of, right, you really need to think a bit more specifically about what you want. And I realized actually what was taking up a lot of time was the Facebook ads work, but not necessarily the strategic and high level work, more like going into Facebook ad manager and setting up campaigns. It's kind of the difference between the social media management of writing the caption and creating the graphic versus the scheduling. It's like the scheduling part that I really needed help with of like a Facebook ads equivalent. So I decided that actually I wanted to work with another Facebook ads manager. So I have them come into my business now, in the Facebook ads world, what's quite normal is white labeling. So almost more of an agency model where you hand over like whole accounts for somebody to manage. That isn't what I wanted. And probably for the first time ever, I was like, I don't really mind that that's, that's not normal. And that's not what most people do. I want someone to give me like X amount of hours a month to help me with this sort of kind of like a Facebook ads VA. So I went out to my network and um, found a really incredible woman who is now helping me with that. And that specific help is just incredible. It's helping so much. And then the final step was looking at this sort of VA. Do I need a VA? Can I just carry on as I am? And then I spoke to a friend who also runs her own business and she had just hired an OBM, which is an online business manager. And it's sort of like the next step up from a VA, I guess. It's someone who is almost like your ops manager. So it's someone who is not just doing what you ask them to do. It's much more strategic. It's much more systems um, focused. And so that's what I've ended up doing, um, working with an online business manager who started uh, last week. So it's all very new. And I'm kind of acutely aware now that I have quite a lot of people helping me and they're all very new to it. So at the moment, I'm still doing quite a lot of support to make sure you know they understand you know, how it all works and how we can work together. And I'm starting to think about as well, like, right, OK, it's all very well getting lots of specific support. But how do I manage that overall as a business and make sure that everyone is kind of singing from the same sheet and I don't end up spending loads of my time managing loads of different people? Because that's the flip side of having what, you know, one generalist in your business where you just work with them and they know everything. This is lots and lots of different people and I'm kind of trying to make sure they're all on the same page. At the moment, it's going really well, but it is very scary. So that's where I'm at with it. And so I now have an accountant, my podcast VA, social media manager, Facebook ads VA, and an online business manager, which is quite a huge shift from this time last year where I just had my accountant. So that is a massive change. And to be honest, I wasn't ready for all of this last year. 
the understanding I now have of myself, of my business, of where I'm going with my business, of what I want to do with my business is hugely different to where I was this time last year. And I'm definitely not saying that everybody needs to get their social media manager sorted first or you have to have an OBM. But I guess what I'm saying is if you're struggling to find support or grow a team or something doesn't feel like it's working for you, I guess my advice is take a moment to think about what would really, really help you out in your business. Don't be afraid to find that person because they will be out there. If you need really specific help on one thing and it's just a couple of hours a month, someone will be happy to do that for you. If you want someone to come in and help you across loads of different things for quite a few hours a month, like that's also okay. You don't have to have a VA. There are people out there that will help you with whatever you need in your business. And I just really encourage you to try and work out what that is that you need and then finding that right person. Don't be afraid to have calls with multiple people. When I had my Facebook ads VA that I was looking for, I, I talked to three different people and for various reasons, based on their experience, when they were going to be available to do the work, other accounts that they manage, you know, could they bring in other expertise that was going to help my business? There were so many things that I considered and, and really don't be afraid to ask how they work, when they work, because that was something that I just really didn't dig into when I was speaking to people before, just assuming that they were going to be flexible, interestingly now. So just think about what you need for your business and what would be really helpful would probably would be my advice from this episode. So um, I hope you found that useful. It was a, a little bit of a windy road, that one. I would call this possibly my most ADHD episode because I've just verbalized everything that's in my head. I hope it was useful in one way or another. And I would absolutely love to hear your takeaways and anything you've kind of got from it or any questions you've got. I'm more than more than happy to answer them. Just come over to Instagram and DM me. I will put the link in the show notes. Thank you so much and have a lovely week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes every Tuesday when they're released. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to rate or leave a review wherever you're listening to it. It only takes a few seconds, but it really does make a massive difference to new people finding me. Thank you again for joining me, Sophie, in this episode of Lionhearted Marketing. See you next time.